Pierce County Association of Blind recently had Matt Santelli with us, who is an education and outreach specialist with Pierce County Aging and Disability Resource Center. Today he spoke about Medicare 2021, some changes that have currently happened, as well as some new changes in the new year. Welcome, everybody. Thanks for attending, and I'm going to turn it over to Matt. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Thanks for joining in. Uh, my name is Matt Santelli. Uh, as the screen there should read, if you can see it. Otherwise, I am the Education and Outreach Specialist at the Pierce County Aging and Disabilities Resource Center. And I've titled this uh, talk Medicare 2021, but we'll also talk a bit about some changes that have happened in Medicare this year that are, for the most part, beneficial, I would say, Um, due to the spread of the COVID-19 virus. So um, we'll go from there. I have to give this disclaimer that the information provided today not intended to serve as an exhaustive list of benefits available through Medicare coverage and or Medicare open enrollment. Benefit availability as always depends upon medical necessity as determined by your physician. And if you're enrolled with original Medicare, Medicare Advantage or a Medicare Part D plan, I always encourage you to consult with your plan benefit booklets and speak to plan customer service representatives for more information. Now, what I've got on the screen now, whether you can see it or not, um, it's the Medicare and You 2021 book, the the cover of that. Uh, Pretty much everybody gets those usually uh, mid to late October. I know my dad showed up, I think, uh, middle of October. And uh, the booklet, for those of you who are able to uh, read through it, um, actually has improved quite a bit as being a pretty customer-friendly book to describe Medicare benefits. And and I will reference some page numbers in the presentation, but those aren't as important as kind of knowing that the booklet now, in my view, is a pretty good resource for understanding and recognizing uh, what Medicare benefits are available. And right away, we're going to talk about some changes to Medicare enrollment due to the COVID-19 virus. Um, all the local Social Security offices are closed and they're having no in-person meetings. And typically, when you were first enrolling in Medicare or if you had Medicare questions, you would go to a Social Security office for that process or those answers. Um, enrolling in Medicare A and or B now has been more um, uh, effectively expanded for online enrollment over the phone, through the U.S. mail, or even by fax. So uh, for those of you who have internet capability, um, it's uh, www.socialsecurity.gov. You can get information on there about online or U.S. mail options. You can always call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. I had a call just the other day from a woman who's coming up on age 65, is not collecting Social Security yet and was asking about Medicare eligibility. So Social Security doesn't know what her status is because she's not been collecting Social Security and Medicare doesn't know to notify her about Medicare. So I told her you first have to call Social Security, they determine your first eligibility for Medicare. And then from that point on, you would get information from Medicare about your status. So uh, Medicare information can be found on the Medicare plan finder, which is at their website. Uh, www.medicare.gov. 
and their phone number is 1-800-633-4227. Now, traditionally, you're at least an hour-long wait if you call Social Security, probably a 30-minute wait if you call Medicare, but right now during an open enrollment, I would say you're probably up to at least an hour wait there as well. So I always advise people, if you're going to call those numbers, make sure your phone is charged, make sure you you put it on speaker because it's hard to carry around your phone at your ear for an hour. And if it says they'll call, they'll pick up in an hour, be ready at 45 minutes in or be prepared to wait an hour and 15. I've had them say on the automated response that it's an hour wait and they pick up early. I've had them say it's an hour wait and they pick up late. And they're only going to ask to say, can I help you? And hello, a couple of times, then they're going to hang up. So be ready to talk. To them, okay. Now, because of the COVID-19 spread, there's been a lot of changes in Medicare coverage and how it's implemented. And some of these were already happening and now they've just accelerated. So in addition to office physician visits, Physician visits are now authorized to take place over your computer link, over the telephone, and through email. And this was already kind of happening, but now it's really accelerated. Uh, Home delivery of prescription medications is becoming more widely available through um, uh, mail pharmacy and through home delivery services from some pharmacies. If you're in the hospital, um, it's more likely that you might be authorized to have a private hospital room because of concerns about virus spread. Hospital patients are now authorized to transfer to skilled nursing facilities for rehabilitation, even before they spend three overnights admitted to the hospital. So this is something brand new. Since I've done this job, it's always been three overnights admitted to the hospital, and then you qualify to go to skilled nursing. Now they've waived that in order to maintain hospital flow to treat virus patients. A wide variety of virus tests are now covered by Medicare Part B, including drive-through tests that allow you to stay in the car when they're testing you. And home health care is authorized now for those diagnosed with and or isolating at home due to exposure to the COVID-19 virus. So basically, all these Medicare changes that have occurred during the virus outbreak are designed to limit virus spread. They want people that are ill not having to go to a doctor's office. They want people who are ill not having to go to a pharmacy. They want people who are ill in the hospital to be able to stay in a private room and not spread the virus, to transfer out of the hospital more easily to go to skilled nursing. They want testing to be more readily available at no charge. And they want home health care to be more readily available for folks to avoid virus spread. Other changes um, that are going on um, with Medicare, again, are all intended to limit virus spread. So they want you to still access healthcare providers without leaving home, access prescription medications without leaving home, have home health services with for the care services, physical therapy, occupational therapy, but without the need for home visits from non-medical staff like social workers to limit the amount of time you need to be in the hospital post-recovery so you can go to skilled nursing facility sooner, to free up hospital bed space for COVID-19 patients in need of care, and to limit the spread of COVID-19 among residents of skilled nursing facilities. So as an example, my dad um, is at University Place Rehab Center. It's a skilled nursing facility. He's there long-term on hospice care. 
we can still know that we still cannot visit him in the facility. We have to visit him out on the patio. And I don't know if there's any facilities in all of Pierce County that are skilled nursing that are allowing visits in the building. And um, apparently there's been a significant outbreak at a skilled nursing facility in Bellingham. So I anticipate that's not going to change in this state anytime soon. So if you end up in the hospital, keep be aware of a few things. Number one, they're going to test you and test whether you're positive for the virus. Number two, you might end up in a private hospital room to avoid virus spread. Number three, if you're recovering from an illness or injury and need skilled nursing, you might transfer before the three-day limit. Uh, number four, if you go home on home health, you're still going to get the home health, but you might not have to meet with as many social work staff to get that care. And number five, if you end up in the facility, you're going to get the care you need, but it's unlikely you'll have any visitors. It's unlikely you'll have any common dining room uh, meals. And it's unlikely that anything will be going on in the facility that causes people to congregate in terms of entertainment, salon services, and things like that. So that kind of covers current information with regards to Medicare changes due to the virus. I'll stop if anyone has a question, because that's kind of just where we've been in 2020. And now we'll kind of talk about 2021, where we're going, if there's any questions. Yeah, we have Linda. Hi, Matt. Hi. Welcome. I'm so happy that you're doing this for us. I oh, really appreciate it. Sure. Um, I wanted to ask you if these rules apply to other states, or is this just for Washington State? Um, the, 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 these are Medicare rules that come down for the Center of Medicare Services. Now, there's some changes that can happen on the margin. I'm thinking specifically about the visits to skilled nursing facilities. I'm hearing in some states that have not had as much virus spread, they are allowing family members to visit in-care facilities. But all the other stuff should be relevant uh, nationwide with regards to changes on how telehealth is happening, home health the limits on uh, allowing uh, limited stays to still get to skilled nursing. So those are Medicare rules that are out there. And since every state in the union is having a virus outbreak, I'm, I'm pretty sure that it qualifies nationwide for those changes. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so now talking about Medicare basics as we head into talk about 2021, the current open enrollment period. As a reminder, for those who aren't aware, Medicare is health insurance coverage linked to your lifetime earned income or the earned income of your spouse. Most people qualify for Medicare coverage at age 65. Others can qualify for Medicare coverage after having received your cash disability payment for 24 months. Initial eligibility is verified and completed by Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. And again, all local social security offices are currently closed due to the virus outbreak. And again, your Medicare card, that's your red, white, and blue card with your name, effective dates of coverage for parts A and B, and an ID number for medical billing. And for those who can use it, the Medicare and You 2021 handbook is a valuable resource. So I do encourage to use you to use it if you can. Now, one thing that comes up, people ask, well, isn't everybody eligible for Medicare? Why does it say most people? No, not necessarily, because we do have clientele in our services at the county who are never going to be Medicare eligible because they never had enough years of earned income to qualify 
or they were never married to someone long enough whose spouse was had earned income to qualify. So we'll get people that are a lifelong SSI recipients that get Medicaid when they turn 65 or have already been on it and will stay on it. Uh, we have other people that do qualify as aged when they turn 65 and go on Medicaid and they're never on Medicare. So just so you know, and the reason I bring that up in the political season, there's a lot of conflation with Medicare, Medicaid, what Medicare means. Um, and, and as somebody who knows a lot about Medicare, I'm always leery when I hear those labels bandied about because they're not quite describing things as I understand them. So just keep that in mind. And thankfully, we're past the election season now. Anyway, so. More basic information on Medicare, the parts. There's part A. And that covers your inpatient hospital care and skilled nursing facility care. There can be deductible and copay costs with Part A. This year, the hospital deductible was $1,408. So, for example, my dad was hospitalized in August uh, for having taken a fall at the care facility. He was at St. Clair for a couple of days. And just recently, I got a um, bill, bill uh, explanation of benefits from Medicare. It says Part A covered all of that care at St. Clair, except for the 1408 deductible. That means that's his responsibility. Now, he's got a gap plan, which we'll talk about, that'll cover that. But that 1408 is the first amount that comes out of your pocket if you're hospitalized, unless you have some other coverage to take care of that. Uh, Medicare Part B, that covers your outpatient physician visits, lab work, diagnostic testing, medications, medical supplies. Something new for 2021 that a lot of people are excited about is that acupuncture is going to be covered for 12 annual visits specifically to treat chronic lower back pain. That is the diagnosis that they will authorize acupuncture for. And apparently if it's showing some success at 12 visits, it can be extended another eight visits. So for those of you who have tried that modality, I hear from people that they've had good luck with acupuncture. You might want to talk to your acupuncture provider and see if in the new year, they're going to be a Medicare approved provider because they have to be approved by Medicare to bill Medicare for what. Again, with B, just like A, there can be premium deductible and copay costs. The premium this year, for those of you who are, on a, who are not on a Medicare savings program for Part B, is $144.60. That's probably going to go up a few dollars in 2021. The deductible for Part B, $198. And Part B generally covers 80% of your procedures on an outpatient basis, um, meaning that you pay 20% of the contracted amount as a copay when you see the doctor get lab work done or get an exam done. So A and B is what shows on your Medicare card. And the reason that is, is because that those benefits are long lasting. They're not going to change. Your effective date for A and B is going to be what it always is because the open enrollment that we're in now doesn't affect A and B, but it does affect enhancements to it or additions to it. So Medicare Part C, known as Medicare Advantage, is basically an enhancement to your Medicare A and B. And by that, it me I mean it offers modified A, B, and D benefits under management of contracted insurance providers. Companies like Humana, Aetna, United Healthcare, Kaiser, they all offer Medicare Advantage plans here locally. There can still be premium deductible and copay costs. Something new, though, is that end-stage renal disease 
no longer prevents enrollment. So by that, I mean in open enrollment, you can jump on an advantage plan or change advantage plans year to year, regardless of your health status. The one exception to that, I believe, was end-stage renal disease. That means you're pretty much at the point where you're on dialysis weekly. That no longer prevents enrollment from happening. So spread the word on that because there might be people who, with, who are on dialysis who wanted to join a Medicare Advantage plan in years class, couldn't do it, now they can so Medicare D then is the standalone coverage for prescription drugs at community pharmacies. And again, the premium deductible and copay costs with those D plans, and those can vary because different companies offer different versions of D coverage. But again, on your Medicare card, all you're ever going to see is the A and B. You're never going to see C and D because each year during an open enrollment period, you can change your C and D, but your A and B is still there as an active benefit. So I'm going to pause here again, since this is kind of a logical um, index point. Um, if anyone has questions or comments or something they didn't understand that I presented. Julie? You can hear me now? I hear you. Uh -huh. Hey, thank you. I spaced out, and that's my fault. What is Part D? What does that cover again? So Medicare Part D is D for drug. That's your prescription uh, drug prescription. Coverage. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, that you, and you can then, change your year. And then C is all the extra stuff. Yeah, it's Medicare Advantage, and I'll talk a little bit more about what that means, but it's basically enhancements to your A and B coverage. I gotcha. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Then we have the other Julie. Go ahead. Hi, Matt. Thank you for coming today. You're welcome. Um, question on the C. Is that generally a big cost out of the participant's pocket? How does the C work? So it's an excellent point. Medicare Advantage plans, and there's more and more of them out there, and nationwide, I think we're approaching close to 30% of Medicare recipients who are members of some sort of an Advantage plan. And when I talk about it a little more, what I'll emphasize is when you go on an Advantage plan, you're basically choosing a network plan that's managed by Humana, Aetna, United Healthcare, et cetera. They, right. often, they often do include the D benefit, and they often don't have an additional premium for their coverage. So we'll talk a little bit about why that is. But no, you could jump on an Advantage plan potentially and have a choice of several different plans that offer their coverage at zero premium cost to you. Of course, you still have to pay your B premium underlying that. But some C plans are zero cost. Some jump up much higher depending upon what they're charging you on copays and deductibles. But more and more, we're seeing the zero cost plans, and we're seeing them offering a lot of additional benefits that I'll talk to about as well. And the reason they can get away with that is because Medicare pays them a, a per capita case rate for everyone they enroll, because when they take your coverage, they're handing your benefits and your claims. So my dad still gets his claims from Medicare and explanation of benefits. When you're on an Humana C Advantage plan, they're handling your claims. And so your providers have to bill Humana, not Medicare, and you get your explanation of benefits back from Humana. So as far as Medicare mm -hmm. is concerned, that takes the load off them and they pay upwards of like eight, $900 per enrolled person to Medicare Advantage plans to take over that coverage. Gotcha, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so moving on uh, back to the Medicare New Handbook 2021, I, I won't belabor the different pages and things, but. It does have a lot of good information on original Medicare, Medicare Advantage, and drug coverage. 
Um, it does have a comprehensive list of B-covered services, Medicare B-covered services, including preventive services starting on page 30. And the reason I emphasize that is because that's a lot of stuff that's listed in there. And typically your doctor is not going to just give you that list and say, hey, pick up preventive services. They're not going to say, hey, do a cardiac screening or why don't you try a colonoscopy tomorrow? You know, they're going to say, we need to know your history. Um, we need to know your family history of any kind of illnesses. And from that, they're going to put you on a schedule that's going to put those preventive services in place on a schedule, whether that's a mammogram or a colonoscopy or, or a stress test or whatever it might be. So make sure, you know, especially if you're changing doctors, that they do have an accurate picture of yours and your family medical history and treatments you've had. Because that, from that, they're going to work on those preventive services for you. It also has a great side-by-side -side comparison of original Medicare and Medicare Advantage, and we'll talk a little bit more about Medicare Advantage. And in the very back of the booklet, a complete list of local Advantage and D plans, including names, contact phone numbers, and basic plan benefits. Now, I don't know how useful it is just to see the list, but it is useful to have it in there if you're looking up a phone number. Okay, so now we finally get to open enrollment and what it means. So open enrollment is the period from October 15th of 2020 this year to December 7th of 2020. And this open enrollment period allows a Medicare beneficiary to make changes to their Medicare C Advantage or Medicare D drug coverage, coverage plans for a start date of January 1 of 2021. Now I mentioned the Medicare and U booklet, you should have gotten something from your Medicare Advantage or D plan around the same time of this year, where it's telling you what their coverages were in 2020 and what the coverages are gonna look like in 2021. So usually a couple of pages in, there's a side-by-side -side comparison showing premiums, deductibles, co-pays, benefits, all of that stuff to show you the comparison. It looks like just about all of the plans that I've seen are renewing for the new year, but just because they're renewing doesn't mean they're renewing at the same premium and deductible costs. And they also might be renewing under the name of another company. So for example, there's a D plan under the name of SilverScript, which a lot of people have signed up for. Aetna bought out SilverScript. So in the new year, you're gonna have an Aetna SilverScript plan. And that was explained in the benefit booklet that my dad got. So it's worthwhile to look through there just so you're aware of any changes that might have occurred, especially when it comes to premiums, deductible and copay costs. But if you're happy with your coverage you've had this year, so you've had an Advantage plan, it's taken good care of your copay costs, deductibles, you've had some additional benefits, the doctors you've needed to see are in the network, then no need to make a change. Same reason to, to stick with a D plan. If the copay costs are manageable, premiums are manageable, they have a local pharmacy that works with you in a preferred fashion. Sure, stick with that D plan. The current plan will renew automatically if you don't actively make a change. So they're going to default to renewing you unless you decide to specifically change out. In 2021, there's going to be 29 D plans available, including nine benchmark plans. And a benchmark plan for those of you who are on low-income subsidy extra help that means you have limited or no premium and deductible and copay costs. And in 2020, there were 28 plans and eight benchmark plans. So the good news about this region is year to year, we see the same amount or an additional amount 
of plan choices going into the next year. And that's great for us because more plan choices mean more competition. Not so great when you're trying to make a wise decision to try to compare 29 different plans. But good news is more competition generally means lower cost back to you, the consumer. So continuing on open enrollment for a Medicare Advantage plan, it looks like there will be 50 different plans available in 21, including 24, going back to that earlier question, with no monthly premium. There are about 53 plans available in 20, including 17 with no monthly premium. So I just mentioned competition. The plans are, are very aggressively competing at that no monthly premium level, as you can see. 17 no monthly premium plans this year, and 2021, 24 plans. So they're really competing for that market. And the one thing to keep in mind, in addition to other important things, when you talk about Medicare Advantage or Part C, is that it does include health and drug coverage in most cases. So a D plan might cost you $30 a month for drug coverage. You could potentially get a, a C Advantage plan, which includes health and drug benefits at zero premium. But you have to remember, like I said, that plan manages that Medicare benefit for you and requires you to see providers in its network. So people who are on original Medicare say, oh, I can see any doctor. Well, that's pretty much true because most doctors contract with original Medicare. So if you were told by Dr. Jones, I really want you to see Dr. Smith in federal way for this condition, no problem. You've got original Medicare. Dr. Smith calls Dr. Jones and you got your appointment. If you're in a United Healthcare or Aetna or Humana Advantage plan, if Dr. Jones is a Humana guy and Dr. Smith is an Aetna guy, then not so easy to make that um, referral. In, in fact, it might be impossible because typically the Advantage plans that have networks do not have an out-of-network benefit or it's a very expensive one. So that's one way I really want to emphasize to you the difference between original Medicare and Advantage plan. Now, that's a rare circumstance. And keep in mind here in Pierce County, most doctors are affiliated with either MultiCare or Franciscan. And most coverage plans handle both networks. Now, there's exceptions to that. A Regents in the past has been primarily a Franciscan plan. I think Primera has kind of been primarily a MultiCare plan. And in years past, they kind of went back and forth, uh, kind of against each other with the different networks. I don't find that to be true anymore. But those are the questions you want to ask if you're thinking of finding an Advantage plan. And then also keep in mind, you might see or hear TV commercials, radio commercials that says this Advantage plan also offers dental and vision benefits. It also offers a, a over-the-counter pharmacy benefit, things like that. That is true. Advantage plans can offer additional benefits beyond original Medicare. Original Medicare has no routine dental, no routine vision, no routine hearing. Advantage plans can offer those things. So you'll see an Advantage plan that offers $300 worth of dental services a year, just cleanings and exam. They might offer an eye exam and a pair of uh, routine eyeglasses every couple of years. They might offer you a discount on hearing aids. Many of them offer, offer uh, health club memberships now. Some of them offer transportation to doctor visits. I even have a client who has a grocery purchasing healthy foods card that was $50 last year. It's $75 this year, every month that he gets to buy groceries with his card. So those enhanced benefits, you'll see them advertised and, and promoted. And that's why 
again, the Advantage plans are constantly competing to bring in more network enrollees because every enrollee they bring in, they get paid by Medicare for managing that person. So that's why they're offering more benefits, sometimes at zero premium cost. And because the bigger they get, the more um, financially uh, wealthy they get because every time they add someone, they add income to their plan. So I'm going to take a stop there real quick in case any questions might come up. That's a lot of information about different things. There. I have a question. Yeah. You mentioned uh, primarily in Pierce County, um, MultiCare and um, Franciscan. Yeah. How does uh, Kaiser factor in or formerly Group Health? So that's an excellent question, David, because um, I always kind of use Kaiser as, as the most significant example of what an Advantage plan does. So my um, father-in-law had a, a group a group health at the time, Kaiser, now Medicare Advantage plan. And so he paid, I think, $100 a month to have that Advantage plan. <clears throat> and it was convenient for us because we had my father-in-law and then my mother-in-law, when she was still alive, both with Kaiser and so when we were taking them to appointments and things, it was very convenient because anyone who knows Kaiser Group Health, you go to the doctor, go downstairs to the lab, get your labs done, go upstairs to ortho, get your x-rays done, go back downstairs, grab your pharmacies, your prescriptions, you're out the door. But the trade-off there, as everybody knows, is you're in a very strict network with Kaiser. And basically with the Advantage plan he had, he was going to doctors in that Group Health Kaiser Specialty Center building in Tacoma down on uh, 6th and Martin Luther K, I guess it is. So, no, he couldn't go to the corner doctor in UP where he lived. We had to take him there because that Advantage plan with Kaiser Group Health put you into their network. Okay, And we were happy with that because it worked for us who were managing his care. But someone that's brand new into Kaiser Group Health doesn't know what they did. Well, they're going to find out it's a very strict network to be enrolled in. And so another thing that happened with that, Kaiser Group Health only contracted with two different skilled nursing facilities in the whole county at the time. So when he was hospitalized with an injured back and had to go to skilled nursing care, if there was an available bed at one of those two facilities, and I think one of them was Hartwood on the east side and the other one was uh, Orchard Park off of Orchard Street, if there was an available bed, we had to have him go there. We couldn't say, oh, no, I want him to go to UP Rehab or Kindred Care or something. They wouldn't have paid for that because they were managing that coverage very aggressively, Kaiser Group Health, and even had one of their own nurses go to the facility and check on him. So, yeah, Kaiser Group Health does have a variety of Advantage plans. But, again, the trade-off there is that you're in their network then and you can't shop around for other doctors. That Advantage plan is what you're stuck with for that calendar year. If you Thank you. Anybody else have a question? Okay, then. We will move on. So understanding, if you just go with a basic prescription drug plan, a D plan, like my dad, he has the Silver Script D plan. There's a bunch of different plans out there. What did I say? 29 different ones. They could all offer different premium costs. They could have a deductible anywhere from zero to $445 for the year. If you have that big deductible, that means you're paying out of pocket up to that amount for your prescriptions. During the initial coverage period, post-deductible, all the D plans have to cover your prescriptions at at least 75% of the cost they're paying. So if they're paying $100 for that um, 
lisinopril, it's a pretty high cost for lisinopril, it wouldn't happen. But if they were, the most they can have you pay out of pocket is 25% of their cost. Now, one thing for people that were on brand names, they often would hit what was known as the, excuse me, donut hole coverage gap. That was eliminated in this last year. So all year long, the most you should be paying copay wise of the cost of your prescriptions is 25%. Your coverage doesn't drop off anymore like it used to in the past. And if you had a ton of prescription brand names and you hit three or $4,000 out-of-pocket costs, you're going to then hit what's known as the catastrophic period. Then you're going to drop down to a 5% copay out-of-pocket. So I've seen people on a lot of like MS medications that are brand name that are very expensive. I've seen people that are on high expensive insulin medications that in previous years would hit that donut hole and then would be stuck everything out of pocket cost. That's not happening anymore. And some of them do this time of year for this current year hit that level where they're paying only 5% because they spent thousands of dollars out of pocket. And keep in mind on the D plans, like any coverage, same with the Advantage plan prescription coverage, they can impose restrictions on filling prescriptions based upon generic drug substitutions, quantity limits, step therapy, and um, doctor pre-authorization. So if there's a generic rather than a brand name that they can offer, they're going to offer you that generic. They may not even cover the brand name. They might limit the quantity per month that you can get. They might say you need to take a less powerful medication before you can take the more powerful one. They might say the doctor needs to contact us and tell us why he's prescribing this. Now, the biggest example I can give you of this is that I've had clients on cholesterol medications, the ones we all know. I take Simvastatin, for example. Well, um, sometimes they'll try them on a new brand name cholesterol medication and put a quantity limit on it. If that doesn't work, then they might try them on a different one. That doesn't work. They may say, well, the doctor needs to call in and authorize something stronger. There's a medication now, and I think it's done by injection, that controls people's cholesterol medica- uh, levels at a very effective rate. It's a very expensive medication, but I've had people jump on that, and it is very effective. So depending upon your situation, this is where you have that dialogue with the doctor to make sure they know and that you're taking the medications properly. So if they've got to step up on the step therapy or jump to a very expensive brand name that they can get authorization to do that. Okay, so now we'll talk about what's the considerations you might have for keeping or changing a drug prescription D plan going into new year 2021. Well, you wanna compare on cost. So right away, if you've got your booklet, like my dad had for SilverScript, the premium was going up a couple dollars, I think the deductible was going up from $200 to $300. Copay costs were the same. He just takes generic medications. So right there, I thought, okay, you know, we can handle a couple dollars more. Um, if he does end up on an expensive brand name, you know, we know what the copay costs will be. Discounts for a preferred pharmacy. So if the preferred pharmacy is the one, your local pharmacy, where it's easier for you to get to, the preferred pharmacies are gonna offer you a couple dollars off per prescription versus just a network pharmacy. So you'd wanna talk to your pharmacy and say, hey, this SilverScript D plan, are you still preferred or are you network? And that might do a difference in terms of a couple of dollars out of pocket cost for you. Or you might think, are there mail order options? Most of the D plans do offer mail order options. So you might think about, I'm gonna save money and just do everything by mail order. That could be an option for you too. 
And then you want to make sure all your medications are covered in their plan formulary. They used to send a formulary catalog. I don't think they do that much anymore. So I would encourage you, if you're sticking with your plan, to call them and just verify the medications you're on now are going to be covered by them in the new year. And then for anyone that's on prescription injectable insulins, some of the plans are participating in what's known as the senior savings model to limit copay costs. If they're participating in this, and you don't really need to remember that so much as you remember if you call them and say, hey, am I getting any specific discounts in the new year for my injectable insulin? What they're doing is instead of it being 25% that you're paying for those insulins, they're going to cap that cost at a dollar amount no higher than $35. So for an insulin like Lantus that my wife takes, the retail cost on that is like 400 and some dollars, say $400. If you're paying 25% of that, you're still paying $100 a month. But if you're capped at 35, you're saving a ton of money. So if you're on injectable insulin, make sure you call your plan and ask them, what is my cost going to be in the new year? And if they're selling you, it's still 25%. You might want to think about jumping on a D plan that has those capped amounts for injectable insulin. So I'm going to stop there before we jump over to the Advantage plan considerations if anyone has questions for what we've covered. Okay, so for considerations for keeping or changing your Part C Advantage plan. So again, you're thinking premiums, deductible, copay costs in the new year. More importantly, even so, you're thinking, are my doctors in this plan's network in 2021? So this is like David had asked about Kaiser Group Health. Well, Kaiser Group Health is what it is. So chances are, whatever doctor is working at Kaiser this year is going to work there next year. Chances are you're probably not going to be able to follow them anyway. So chances are that's not going to change a whole lot. But United or Aetna or Humana, you might have a doctor who year to year changes networks depending upon what they're willing to pay him. So your doctor this year who's in Humana's network, you're with Humana, he may be telling you, Humana's slow in paying me and they don't pay me enough. I'm switching to Aetna next year. We don't see a lot of that movement, but it's possible. So you definitely want to ask your doctor, if you've got a Humana plan right now, say, hey, I'm with the Humana plan. I've been taking that to you for coverage. Is Are you going to keep it in the new year? That's what you want them to tell you, yes or no. Are the medications you're on covered in the plan formulary? Because Advantage plans generally include a D plan. So that question comes up. Are there discounts for preferred pharmacy? Are they close to home? Are there mail order options? And just like the D plans can offer the savings on insulin, so can the Advantage plans with their D coverage offer discounts to limit copay costs. So again, if you're on injectable insulin, you might want to call them and say, hey, Aetna, I'm on Atlantis or I'm on Humalog or I'm on one of the other ones you see advertised on TV. What kind of break are you going to give me in the cost on this in the new year? So that covers some considerations for open enrollment. We'll, we'll jump back on that a little bit. But what we want to talk about very briefly are Medicare supplement plans, also known as Medigap plans. And the reason we want to talk about these is because they do get confused during an open enrollment period. So these supplement plans do not have an open enrollment period. They do not include prescription drug coverage. They do not have a provider network. They simply pay the remaining costs for the recipient after Medicare pays. So my dad has a, a G plan, 
they're done by letter category, depending upon what benefits they cover. So that G plan covers, I think, 50% of everything left over after Medicare pays. So that 1408 deductible I mentioned that he got, I uh, got a billing notice on, they're going to cover 704 of that. So that's covered through the GAP plan. Premium cost on these GAP plans can vary widely for the same level of coverage. So he's got a GAP plan through United Healthcare, Mutual of Omaha, Sterling, Standard Life. They might also offer a similar plan or actually the same letter category plan, but they might charge a different premium for it. And your only fully eligible guaranteed issue for a supplement or GAP plan during the first year you become eligible on Medicare. So if you're coming up on Medicare eligibility this coming year and you're thinking about a GAP plan, that would be the time to do it because it's guaranteed issue. After that, they can require you to complete a health screening to report pre-existing conditions and they can deny your application for that. So I, again, I, I get um, frustrated because people will tell me, you know, I've got a United Healthcare supplement. Well, United Healthcare does have supplements, but it does also offer Advantage plans. So does Aetna and Humana, I believe. So people confuse the terms again. And so I try to sort that out for them because if they're talking supplement versus Advantage plan, it's two very different things. Keep that in mind. Okay, so you're looking into open enrollment. You want to change your Advantage or D plan for 2021. What do you do? So you've been on a Silver Script plan and you want to change to an Express Script plan or you've been with Kaiser Group Health, you're tired of how restrictive they are, you want to go with Humana. Well, one thing you can do, you can call Medicare, they will look up what coverage you've got right now, and then you can tell them, hey, I want to switch to the Aetna coverage plan that I got information on after I call them, and they will do the change of enrollment for you. And once you're changed in your enrollment for 2021, the current enrollment you have will automatically be terminated at the end of 2020. The other thing you could do, you could go on the Medicare plan finder at www.medicare.gov. From the home page, you could click on preview 2021 health and drug plans, middle of the next page, continue without logging in. Then you could start answering some questions about what you're looking to do. Are you looking to change Advantage plans, D plans? Are you worried about medications versus premium costs? It'll tell you all that. It'll give you a list based upon the information you enter of the possible plans that will work for you. Now, if you get to that point and you do that, I always say, look at the top three and then call those plans and then call that plan and say, hey, I'm checking on my medications. Call that plan and say, hey, I'm checking on my doctors. Make sure you get it directly from their customer service persons so you know exactly what they're offering. Or you could call Sheba. That's the Statewide Health Insurance Benefits Advisors Group. 1-800-562-6900. They can help you make a plan choice if you're looking at making a change. And again, once you make that change for 21, your current plan will automatically be knocked out. So you don't have to send them a termination letter or give them any kind of information. What will happen is they will send you a letter once your new plan has been put into place and Medicare notifies them. And it will say, we are terminating your coverage because we've been told you're migrating to a different coverage Okay, any questions on the enrollment process, what you might want to do there? Again, if you're happy with your plan and it's even changing a few dollars on premium deductibles, some co-pays, you know, for me, it's easier to stick with something than to change it. Uh, the big things 
typically that I look out for are medications and doctor coverages. So making sure year to year your medications are going to be covered and the doctors you see are going to be covered. So going back to the COVID-19 spread, Advantage and D plans do have to offer some different things now because of the spread. Um, if you end up in a non-contracted facility for a medical emergency, they cannot charge you a higher rate. Um, they can't require your doctor to be approving certain circumstances for you if it's due to virus, and they have to provide the same cost sharing for in and out of network. Also, ambulance usage rules have been relaxed, and this is especially true if you're in a hospital or in a care facility. They can authorize through Medicare limited non-emergency transport if a physician writes an order saying, saying the transport is medically necessary. So, for example, my dad. He's had the virus, he recovered from it. He had another virus test at St. Clair, he recovered from it, but he had an ortho follow-up following his fall that he had to check if he was well enough to start physical therapy. They called me and said, okay, we're sending him to the ortho clinic in Lakewood. Do you want to go with him? And I said, well, no, and I don't think I should transport him. And they said, no, no, we're going to transport him. We're required to because we can't have family members coming into close contact with him. They were simply telling me, do you want to be at the doctor's office with him when he goes for the appointment? And that's different because in years past, they would call and say, okay, your dad has an appointment. You or a family member needs to come pick him up. So that's a change there. They are authorizing that medical transport for non-emergency purposes. And they're also doing 90-day refills now upon request. They were limiting to 30 days in many circumstances to save on cost. Now they're doing 90 days, so you can ask for a 90-day refill. And as far as pharmacies go, you, can, you have access to out-of-network pharmacies if you cannot get to one that's close to your house. So if you were to be ill with the virus, they have to, I believe, offer you uh, the same coverage at an out-of-network pharmacy um, if that's the closest one to your home. And then I also wanted to emphasize here on page 19 on this presentation, there are programs to help keep the cost down for Medicare recipients, both with their Part B premium, which is 144.60, and the cost of their premiums, deductibles, and co-pays on their Medicare Part D coverage or Advantage plan coverage. You can always call our office and ask if you're eligible or for a Medicare savings program. It's for lower income and lower resource folks but it does take care of some of those costs. And again, like I mentioned, that senior savings model, then just think insulin discounts. You always want to be asking your plans now, what are they doing for discounting my injectable insulin? And by discounting, I'm meaning capping those costs at a dollar copay rather than a percentage copay. And there's also uh, coverage um, for not only the Medicare savings income and resources for a single and married couple to save money on premium costs, there's also what's known as the extra help low-income subsidy that also has limited income and resource eligibility, but also limits the cost you pay for D-plan premiums, deductibles, and co-pays. So again, you can always call our office at the county, uh, the 253-798-4600, and ask about Medicare Savings Program, Medicare D Extra Help, um, any information you need about that or other programs related to Medicare, Medicaid, um, home delivered meals, care services, anything like that. You always want to call our office and we'll kind of sort out what programs might be available to you. 
So last page here, I'm emphasizing, emphasizing useful resources. Our county resource center, 253-798-4600. Medicare again, 1-800-633-4227. SHEBA, State Health Insurance Benefits Advisors at 1-800-562-6900. Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. But you can always start with calling us and we can kind of figure out from our intake phone team which resource you might need or whether we need to help you directly. And unfortunately, we're still not seeing clients face-to-face. We're working from home and doing what we can to talk with them via email, by phone, or through the U.S. mail. It's not ideal, but again, we're trying to avoid virus spread as well. And when it comes to Medicare, this time of year, you're going to get bombarded with information on on the radio, on the TV, in your mailbox. My dad's got a ton of solicitations on different Medicare plans including all the election solicitations. Again, that's marketing. They're always going to market to you because Medicare gives them your contact information to market to you. So you're going to get 50 different Advantage plans and 29 different D plans sending you information. They don't know anything about your circumstances. So keep that in mind. They're just trying to sell you on a plan. So always call us if you have questions or call Medicare or Sheba. Get your questions answered. Again, just because your best friend is on a plan and they're happy with it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. They might have completely different doctors, completely different medical circumstances, completely different medications they take. So this Medicare uh, process is very individualized and it is very confusing. The combinations, there's literally hundreds of thousands of combinations you could put together. Most of us aren't accustomed to that when we come to choosing our medical coverage choices. We at the county here in my work life, I have two plan choices, a Regents plan or a Kaiser plan. That's it. Having 50 different Advantage plans, 29 different D plans, Medigap plans, original Medicare, it's overwhelming. And I go through the training and I still have to call Medicare for help. And fortunately, I have some good folks that work at the Seattle office that answer my questions. But if you have a question, call in. You can always say, hey, I have a question for Matt. I think you've, most of you folks uh, through Linda and David have my email. I'm happy to answer coverage questions or questions you have about a benefit you heard about or something. And if I don't know the answer, I'll certainly research it for you. So so that's the end of the talk. If anyone has questions, I'll definitely hang on for a few minutes. Matt, thank you for, for speaking. I want to get that out of the way. If anybody has a question, you mentioned a Seattle office. Is that for the Sheba or something? Or well, we have a CMS regional office out of Seattle, and um, back before the virus days, we used to go up for a three-day training every summer. So I got to know uh, some of the folks. So there are certain situations where I've had to contact them and say, you know, something doesn't look right on this person's coverage, or this person's being denied for coverage for various reasons, and so. There's so many little ins and outs with Medicare coverage. Like, for example, for post, if you've had a transplant, post-transplant, some of the benefits you have that look like pharmacy benefits are actually managed through Medicare Part B. And that was something I didn't know. So I had a client who kept bringing his prescriptions to the pharmacy and they kept rejecting them. Well, they should have been looking at Part B for him, but he didn't tell them they were transplant medications. And so there's questions I have sometimes. I'm like, boy, this doesn't look right. Well, there's certain logic that Medicare folks know that I don't understand. From so they help me out. So do you have um, counterpart offices in Seattle and other parts of the state that uh, if we know people outside of our county that we could reference them to? 
Yeah, you could always uh, call our office. We have what's known as the Elder Care Locator, which gives us um, a list of all our partner offices, both statewide and nationwide as well. So if you have a friend or family member that lives in Chicago or Oregon somewhere, you can always check in with us and we can always give you the contact information for that local office. Help there. That's awesome. Does anybody yeah. else have any more questions? I'm going to allow everybody to speak real quick. Matt, it's Linda. Hi. Hi. I, I just wanted to say thank you again for uh, speaking with us today. I always enjoy your presentations because you're so articulate. And I'm so used to watching TV where they're going, nah, and, <laughs> and it's just so refreshing to hear somebody that knows what they're talking about and speaks so well. So thank you again. Oh, it's very kind of you, Linda, and I always appreciate the feedback and the good questions. I appreciate the invitation from uh, David uh, that we worked that out to present to you folks because uh, it's you we're still kind of getting up to speed on how we're doing these remote things, and so I, I love to have another audience available to kind of give some guidance to because it, it is feels like during the open enrollment, it, it's really hard to determine the best situation for folks, and even when I sit across a table with folks and show them everything, I still sometimes see them getting more and more confused, so... Whatever I can do remotely, I'm happy to help out you, your folks or family members. Just give me a call or, or contact me through David or however you want to do that. Thank you very much for that. You're welcome. And as always, I'll give the caution. During open enrollment, there's a lot of scam calls that go out. Under the Medicare rules, no true marketer should be cold calling about a Medicare plan or a Medicare situation. That should not be happening. So... Keep that in mind. Spread the word. I know people still get the social security scam calls, but I'm sure this time of year scam calls as well. So, no one's coverage has been canceled. No one's coverage is locked. There's no reason someone should be getting a call. If something's happened, they're going to send you a mailing on that, not a phone. That can be a bad thing and a good thing. Bad thing is that some of us can't read the mailing. Oh, but yeah. good thing. <laughs> true. Very true. I didn't think of that. That's all right. Yeah. Hi, David. This is Julie. Am I coming through? You're coming through just I fine. never know with my microphone. I, d I also want to piggyback on what Linda said, Matt. Thank you for an excellent presentation. So. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, I've tried to really boil it down so people don't get too lost in the weeds. You know, I, I've gone to some of the Sheba ones, mm -hmm. and it, it, they stretch on for two or three hours, and that's because they're required to hit so many data points. Yes. So I really try to boil it down because I think 45 minutes is about as far as people go before they kind of lose their interest or ability to continue to focus so. well very succinctly done thank you thank you very much thank you for listening to this presentation by matt santelli on medicare 2021 if you want to leave feedback for pierce county association of the blind you can do that by calling the feedback line 253-564-6464 that number again is 253-564-6464. And on behalf of Pierce County Association of the Blind, thank you for listening.